0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Construction Briefing podcast, also known as the CB podcast. I'm Andy Brown. I'm the editor of International Construction and here with me is my co-host and deputy editor, Catherine Jones.
1: Hi everyone, and thanks for joining us today. Our first episode will focus on construction technology and we'll be hearing from some snippets from conversations we've had with Kaplan Kaplanoglu, head of Oracle Industry Labs and Matt Skoldberg, head of technology at Volvo Construction Equipment, on the benefits of technology.
0: Yes, that's right. And this is the first podcast uh, produced by KHL for the Construction Briefing. Um, so we're just going to talk for uh, just for a minute or two about exactly why we're doing it. So um, KHL produce- you know, lots of different magazines and websites for the construction industry. And, you know, Kat and I and everyone else who works for KHL on the editorial side are very lucky that we get to speak to lots of kind of interesting people in the construction industry. Um, so we're trying to think of a way that we could kind of bring some of that information to our audience in a different way. And also, to be honest, there's so much good content uh, that we didn't want to waste it. Um, Kat, are you uh, you're a fan of podcasts?
1: i'm a huge fan of podcasts actually andy i listen to them on the commute to work on my travels or in the gym and we know a lot of other people do too so it made sense to produce this podcast
0: absolutely it does i do um i listen to football podcasts and film podcasts and book uh, book podcasts and also construction podcasts so um hopefully uh this will be um of interest uh, to everyone i'm sure it will be um Okay, so we have a couple of interviews uh, for you today, as Kat said. Um, So the first one, we start with a conversation I had a few weeks ago with Birkin from Oracle. uh, And we're just going to pick it up where I've just asked him about uh, his construction technology predictions for 2024.
2: So predictions, generative AI is still going to be a big thing for our industry Machine learning and computer vision, it will be as big as generative AI, and I think it's going to continue to provide tremendous value, those those two. Mm-hmm. I think in this year, finally, we're going to see more voice-activated voice, voice activated products. Yep. I was joking yesterday that I said, well, it's kind of like turning the construction crews into IoT sensors. That's what you're doing, by the way. You're talking. <laughs> you're you know, we used to have sensors to track or we tried to track. But now as you're talking, it's it's really like getting the transcript out of it. It is understanding what's going on. Uh, I mean, I think th- these things, voice is going to be a big year. I think mm-hmm. it is always being talked about. It's kind of interesting, Andy. Mm-hmm. I think like voices always was on the edge of these technologies. Everyone talked about it. And part of the reason is this. Think about how we run job sites. I say we look at things and then we talk about them, right? Like I'm just maybe oversimplifying it. It's human managers, human workers. We visually look at things, understand what the work is. We physically do them and we talk about them. Like that's how we communicate. So any technology that does viewing to help us that can capture what the conversation is and actually make meaningful outcome from it is I think going to be the, technologies for 2024 now security cloud privacy of yeah. course right i i want to say they are they have to you need to have security you need to use cloud you need to have connectivity right you need to have privacy practices especially with you know european standards that's in place mm-hmm. like you need to have those there is no i think that's already i'm assuming that's already there mm-hmm. but um these probably are the big ones in my mind
0: Okay, perfect. Um, So my final question would be, let's say that we have another chat in, I don't know, 20, this time in three years time. So we're getting ready for Christmas in three years time. Kind of what would be your kind of hopes or your kind of expectations for kind of where the construction technology sector might have kind of moved to? Okay, so
2: we have been talking about for decades of industrialized construction. Mm-hmm. We're gonna build things in a factory, ship it to a site, this is gonna happen. Well, we have we're not there, right? It's a couple decades now. We still talk about it. I think there are still efforts to it. I think in three years, there's that's one area I'm hoping that's gonna get better, where mm-hmm. we can do these things more like how you know other industries do. I definitely think in three years, introduction of robotics to construction is gonna change. Mm -hmm. Now, why am I hopeful and I I think differently this year than I did in the years before? So if you ask my predictions, Scott can find the old ones. I never actually had this in there until now. It's Mm -hmm. because I see what's happening on human-aid robots, world in last 12 months, Mm -hmm. And, and one of the things I recently wrote in an article, I'll mention this here too, the world is built for humans, all our construction sites are built for humans. We have stairs, we have door handles, we have all these things. Part of the reason why we haven't seen much robotics in our job sites is because they are not built like human form factor, mm-hmm. and they can't, they can't function in that space, right? Like the, the spatial limitations. Well, if you have a robot that has form factor like us. The chances of moving, going up the stairs, opening a door, or turning a valve, right? Or reaching to an area like a human would reach, the form factor is already there. And there has been like huge improvement in 12 months in this. I mean, tons of videos out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, I did a recap of technologies I believe is going to impact industries, not just construction. And Mm -hmm. here's my five. I put autonomous robots, drones as one which is applicable to construction. I put generative AI, which we just talked about. I put space technology, which is, by the way, there's still a construction element. We're talking about 3D printing on the moon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The work that's happening. Right. More futuristic is like the human um, human computer interface with the brain. Like there's a lot happening in that space, um, and then humanoid robots. So those were my five. Like
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the one even even the space technology. I think there is a lot of applicable to construction because we want to build colonies on different planets, right? Wow. You need to be able to print these things in 3D printing. All the stuff that's gonna develop based on that is gonna have a huge impact.
0: Okay, great. So yeah, I think Birkin raised um, some really interesting points there. Um, I think, personally, one of the things he was talking about that I thought was very interesting was robotics in construction. And he was talking about... um, obviously the fact that uh, the world and the construction industry is obviously built for humans and the fact that one of the reasons he thinks that uh, robotics might start to increase in the future is that we're now going to have more kind of humanoid robots um and obviously when he says that uh kind of boston dynamics atlas springs to mind which is like a humanoid robot that you'll be able to if you google it or go on youtube you'll be able to see videos of it doing kind of various things and kind of looking um kind of quite eerily uh, human-like so yeah i thought that was interesting in terms of kind of where that might go um, in the future. How about you Kat?
1: I agree with those points Andy. It's also great to hear that Birkin anticipates that generative AI will be popular in addition to voice activated products in the future. What's your perspective on AI in the construction industry?
0: yeah i mean I think a i is very exciting isn't it i th- i think it's it's at its early stages um at the moment I think it's it's gonna it's gonna be very useful for people in terms of taking um a lot of information and being able to kind of condense it and come out with the main points um I know that people are using it for kind of when they do um contractors are using it for when they do bids as well so there's lots of different software um We don't want this uh, podcast to be uh, too much of an internal push, but I would just say that on the Construction Briefing uh, website, uh, there was recently a very good article written. So it was entitled, Hey Chat GPT, finish this building, some of the AI tools transforming construction. Um, So that's worth a look if you get the chance. Uh, The author of the piece, uh, Lucy Barnard, lists kind of five or six different AI tools uh, that are being used at the moment in construction. So check that out if you can.
1: Absolutely and there's a huge amount of learning still to be done but I think with the right tools and the right minds behind it it'll expand how we are currently working in the industry and make some areas more efficient.
0: Absolutely so next on the agenda uh, is a conversation um, that I had with uh, Matt Skolderberg who's head of technology at Volvo Construction Equipment Um so we spoke, um, we spoke about a few different things, but for um, for this in particular, we're going to be hearing uh, Matt's views on electric equipment and hydrogen. Um, so Volvo CE um were one of the pioneers, I think it's fair to say, in the construction equipment when it comes to electric uh, powered equipment. Uh, I think it was back in 2019 that they revealed that by mid-2020, it was going to launch a range of electric compact excavators and wheel loaders and stop uh, new diesel engine based uh, models. Um, So at the time, if you think kind of back to kind of when they first said that in 2019, obviously uh, the landscape was kind of pretty different. So when they said that, I know a lot of people did uh, sit up and take notice. Um, So here's a snippet um, of that conversation now. If we just start then by talking about electromobility, because I know that kind of Volvo CE kind of have been kind of um, towards the forefront of that in terms of the construction industry. Could you kind of give me your view on kind of um, electric equipment and how you see that kind of going forward?
3: It, it sure, it's it's um, it, it moves fast. I mean, as as we see, also in uh, I mean. In, passenger cars and so on, we see that the technology as such evolving quite fast. And of course, for our industry, I mean, we can benefit from the overall technology development. Then, yeah. then of course, for us, it's it's to adopt that, to, to make it usable in in our industry, in our, our applications. Uh, and and, and I, I, I see it, I mean, as we have already compact and mid-size machines available in the market, but also, I mean, the, how this is evolving also in regard to infrastructure around it and, and the services uh, yeah. that, that will help the transformation for our customers and their customers, et cetera.
0: You mentioned there the kind of the infrastructure, kind of what do you see as kind of some of the barriers to maybe the construction industry kind of adopting electric equipment on more of a mainstream kind of basis? And what can we, we do to drive that adoption?
3: I think that's a very important topic. I mean, here it's 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 an ecosystem needed, uh, both to provide uh, electricity, obviously, but also green electricity and and yeah. to to where it's where it's needed. And and then we need partners to work with related to that. I mean, also partners that has not uh, been maybe main stakeholders in our industry in in the same in the same way. So I think the ecosystems, uh, I mean, us as an OEM, but also with our customers, with our, our dealers, with our, uh, with with other players into this, that that will help the the industry to evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think to 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 help that is also. Uh, I mean, it's important that we bring products to the market, so so we get the awareness that this is ongoing and so on. That will help this is this evolve faster. So we are not waiting for each other, so to speak. That we can go together and and, and transform the industry.
0: Mm-hmm. And in terms of kind of the the actual kind of the tech, if you like, of these electric machines. of kind of how much is that kind of developing and kind of is that going to be do you see a time as well in the future where kind of maybe the cost for them kind of comes down as well
3: yeah i mean that's that's the that's the the big topic so to speak how will that evolve i think it's also i i believe so i mean then then thanks to volume and and all of that then we will be better in doing this yeah and and of course also from our side i mean how we use this and and uh uh, optimization improvements we can do when we learn more of this I, it's yeah. it's, um, it's it it's a playing field open for innovation so to speak when when technologies are new, new and how we really can utilize this to to, to drive improvements overall uh, so, so i think it definitely will, will evolve and, and become more to, to really get it to mainstream, I think that is what what what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also going to move quite fast in uh, coming years. In. Okay, great.
0: Thank
3: you. So just kind
0: of staying on the topic of kind of alternative power, I would just be interested to kind of get your view on kind of hydrogen and if you kind of think that might be a viable alternative in the future.
3: I think it is. I mean, hydrogen, uh, I mean, for, for, from a society point of view, I think we need more uh, more, more energy sources than than, than just batteries. is still put it like that for our kind of yeah. problems. And hydrogen is a good one. Um, then, of course, I mean there are different technologies how to use that. I mean, uh, hydrogen with, with uh, internal combustion engines, but also fuel cells. Yes. And then, uh, I, I think here, I mean, it's a exploring which way it, it will go in different markets and in different for different applications. But but hydrogen is definitely uh, one of the, the the solutions in 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 the transformation.
1: Thanks for that, Andy. That was a really interesting conversation. We all know that there are some barriers to the adoption of electric construction equipment, and it was interesting to hear that from the perspective of an OEM.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, kind of. As we said before the interview, um Volvo CE I, th- I think have been kind of one of the, the um one of the pioneers um in this in this area. So it's kind of really interesting to kind of hear from them. Um I mean I, I think definitely um it's something that is is quite a low level at the moment for the construction industry in terms of sales of electric equipment um our friends at off highway research um tell us it's around only about one percent of construction equipment worldwide that is sold is electric so obviously very very small um great growth potential um just one of the things um that I picked up on was he was talking about uh, the automotive industry and how obviously construction can hopefully piggyback on uh, some of the technology that that, 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 area comes up with. Um, so just did a little bit of research and I mean, electric cars really have seen a fairly big growth. So according to the, uh, the IEA um, sales of electric cars uh, were 4% of all cars sold in 2020 and, uh, in 2022 so two years after that they jumped to kind of 14 percent so I don't think construction equipment is going to see quite such a large leap but it is interesting to kind of to compare it to another industry and also to kind of wonder where construction might be in kind of three or four years time with um, electric equipment um any other comments about about the um the chat Catherine well
1: he was discussing there about the barriers and I think that perhaps there is a potential for those to change over the next five or so so years. I'm talking to OEMs and other industry thought leaders. It's clear that a lot of work is being done to ensure there are no barriers and the adoption of electric is seamless. It's hard to say whether this will be solved in five years, but the industry appears to be on the right track.
0: Yes, I think so. I mean, uh, I think uh, obviously the cost of electric equipment um, is much higher than traditionally powered equipment which is obviously a barrier um, I think that we do need to see kind of government um, incentives and legislation I think that's key I think we've seen in you know in certain European cities and obviously you know certain uh, places in America as well such as California some of the legislation that they've put in for kind of uh, kind of clean city centers I think has kind of driven growth of electric equipment in those areas so I think uh, going forward it'll be yeah it'll be key kind of what that kind of government legislation is um so that's all from today's podcast um our first construction briefing um podcast um i'd like to uh thank you all for listening and we will be uh we'll be back with another one um in the near future um so that's it from me um andy
1: and me Catherine,
0: and uh we hope to see you again in the future thank you goodbye
1: bye